Welcome to The Renner Files, a very special limited series dedicated to investigating Jeremy Renner's app. I'm Sarah Ramos. And I'm Caroline Goldfarb. In episode five, we heard about the beautiful birth of the Jeremy Renner app. In its nascent days, the app seemed to live up to its promise as a digital safe space where Renner heads could connect with each other and even the Ren man himself. But Renner Valhalla was short-lived. The app became a hotbed of class warfare over claims that Renner's contests were actually auctions where you had to pay to play. Outraged fans argued that their right to hashtag be seen by Jeremy Renner should not depend on the amount of stars in their pockets. Amidst all this controversy, the app mysteriously shut down. What happened when it relaunched 10 days later? Who were the malicious outsiders that infiltrated the app? In the movies, Jeremy Renner could defuse homemade bombs, help Tom Cruise outsmart Kremlin intelligence, and take down Thanos with a single arrow. In real life, Jeremy Renner could stare down sharks, conquer a home renovation, and vanquish women's under-eye circles. But there was one bad guy even Jeremy Renner couldn't take down. Ironic internet comedy. This is The Runner Files. Welcome to Episode 6, The Battle of the Trolls. Throughout this podcast, various quotes from Jeremy Renner will be read by the actor Ben Essler. If you didn't know about the first time the Jeremy Renner app shut down, you're not alone. Initially, even its own users didn't know. Like Mary, the webmaster of JeremyLeeRenner.com. I I didn't even realize that a second version had been launched until suddenly I couldn't get into the app. I couldn't access it. I started doing some research and, you know, kind of looking at, like, what's wrong with the Jeremy Renner app, and I finally figured out on my own that I needed to re-download it. You'd think a paying superfan like Mary would get a heads up that the app was relaunching. But like us, she was forced to become an amateur Jeremy Renner app detective because one day the app was just... gone. The Jeremy Renner app disappeared with no announcement whatsoever. It literally pulled a Richard Simmons. Some users claimed they were notified about a mysterious update, but the app was nowhere to be found. Take it from this Twitter user. At Renner for real, what up with app? Keep saying update avail, but no longer an app store. Any update, literally. Even the users who knew what was going on didn't know what was going on. After 10 confusing days, the app suddenly reappeared. But some users thought something was amiss. There was talk of foul play. Following the app's relaunch, a number of fans, myself included, were automatically banned. Users who weren't banned discovered that their beloved app had become a ghost town. Immediately, the fans returned and started to shout out to the friends they made on the app, only to learn those friends had been blocked. The Jeremy Renner app community had been gutted for no explicit 
reason. Why would Escapex block so many innocents? Allegedly, for all kinds of reasons. One being the Avengers set visit contest. Users said that any questions or criticism they had posted about the contest disappeared after the relaunch. There was an ongoing discourse about the fairness of the competition. When they relaunched, it was obvious that they had gone through and scrubbed a lot of comments, anything that pointed to their wrongdoing. And allegedly, if people asked why those comments were scrubbed, that could get them blacklisted. Anyone raising a query was then blocked too. So people were blocked from the Jeremy Renner app for asking why they were blocked from the Jeremy Renner app. The wave of blockings led many users to believe the relaunch wasn't just routine. They thought it was a cover-up. To cover up what? The Avengers set visit contest was plagued with so many allegations, like that the person who spent the most money won. Or that the winner went to his house instead of the set. Or that the winner was Renner's friend and Escapex boosted her comments to win. Users believed they were trying to cover up any mention of the ill-fated contest at all. There was talk of censorship. Your app is like a totalitarian regime. Limited freedom, strict control, silencing dissenters. The Jeremy Renner app does resemble an authoritarian state. And the comparisons don't end there. Some fans alleged that the app was full of state-sanctioned propaganda. To make matters worse, EscapeX has a number of employees use the apps to interact with fans and offer them incentives and words of encouragement. This is not a free speech area, but an Orwellian nightmare. That would mean EscapeX employees created accounts pretending to be happy Renner fans posting positive comments. That's like when I beg Sarah to use her dog's private Instagram account to leave thirsty comments under my selfies to make it seem like a mysterious man named Freddy is obsessed with me and my body. The Escapex propaganda machine was in full swing, filling the app with fake comments about how awesome Jeremy's onion rings looked. Those who dared to share a dissenting opinion got blocked by a mysterious error message. Day eight of being blocked simply for sharing my opinion about the contest fiasco, sick of the forced, false positive vibe and all the admins posing as fans, hashtag censorship, hashtag censored, hashtag blocked, hashtag Barton up, hashtag loyalty to all, hashtag escapex sucks, hashtag escapex must go. So distrust and paranoia were becoming rampant. What did escapex have to say about these incendiary allegations? Their silence spoke volumes. Our source, the anonymous former escapex employee, claimed everything was business as usual. From my knowledge, it was a an upgrade that needed to happen to the application. Like any good app, there was a lot of updates to make continuously. Um, I, I don't know what exactly that upgrade was. What fans called censorship, EscapeX called comment moderation. Comment moderation, and if, if you go into the existing apps too, you can see it live, um, is done very similar to how other social medias are done by self-policing. Um, so essentially, if a comment is deemed negative or against the guidelines that they have in the app, someone from like another user will report it and then we'll look into that comment, similar to you know how we do on Facebook and Instagram. So even though EscapeX claims to be a respite from the rest of social media, 
They moderate comments exactly the same way Big Social Media does. Just like Big Social, when a user flags inappropriate content, it's passed onto EscapeX moderators for review. But unlike Big Social, EscapeX reviews those comments using something they call a living room policy. If you've never heard of a living room policy, it's because it's an EscapeX original. It means, and I quote, if someone said this to you inside your living room, would they still be welcome in your living room? How can you standardize a living room policy? We all have different living rooms. For instance, my mom decorates hers with pug fur and Chico's clothing that she claims she'll one day return. My roommate and I once got in a huge fight because he found it disturbing that I decorated our living room with circumcision-themed Moroccan folk art. Then there's Jeremy Renner's impeccably designed living room, featuring a tasteful sign that says don't put anything in his butt. So whose living room were the moderators supposed to use as a rubric? Much like the second season of The It Factor, I couldn't find that information anywhere. And while EscapeX tried to downplay any issues, all was not well behind the scenes. We know the fans were unhappy, but are you saying Jeremy Renner's team may have been unhappy as well? That's exactly what I'm saying. When journalist Kate Nibbs was writing her first article about the app, what was supposed to be a lighthearted blog post, she was shocked to receive an unexpected late night phone call. Jeremy Renner's business partner called me, which I was very surprised that he would, because usually when I'm dealing with celebrity interviews and stuff, it's usually over email. He called me at night and was just very passionate. Jeremy Renner's house flipping partner and self-described brother, Christopher Winters, personally picked up his phone and dialed Kate Nibbs. Just to sort of reiterate that Jeremy was genuinely interested in creating a positive online community and that he was really upset that that the fans were reacting this way. While he didn't directly address any of the fans' controversial allegations, he was clearly upset about them. And Winters wasn't just upset about what had already happened. He was worried about what was to come. I was doing, this whole post was like a lighthearted humor post. And he seemed worried that it was going to be some sort of like serious attack on Jeremy Renner's app. So we had this whole long conversation where he was just really trying to convince me that the app was good and that Jeremy was good and everyone should just be nice and leave him alone. I wish my friends would call strangers late at night and tell them to be nice to me. But I have to ask, if Kate Nibbs was writing a lighthearted puff piece, why did Christopher Winters assume it was going to be an attack? It almost seems like it wasn't just the fans who were paranoid. What was the truth? Were the fans being silenced by fascist propaganda? Were they unfairly turning on Jeremy Renner? Or was Christopher Winters just being overprotective? We may never know. But one thing is certain. The relaunch didn't make the app stronger. It was more vulnerable than ever. Public figures are always going to have trolls. For example, my trolls say I look like a crossbreed between Monica Lewinsky 
and Amy Winehouse. And my trolls have called me an ignorant bitch who thinks I'm intelligent. So it's no surprise that Jeremy Renner himself had trolls long before his app existed. The webmaster of JeremyLeeRunner.com shared with us one vicious example. Like almost every YouTube video, he'll show up and say, how could he be famous? He looks like a potato. Potato-related abuse like this is part of the reason why Jeremy Renner wanted to create an app to insulate himself from trolls. Unfortunately, once the internet at large became aware of the Jeremy Renner app, the trolls were captivated. But why? Kate Nibbs had her own theory. I think that this one just had weird marketing and then the weirdness of an active Jeremy Renner fandom made it, like brought a lot more attention to it than it otherwise would have had. Jeremy Renner became an internet punchline when YouTubers Danny Gonzalez and Drew Gooden mocked the app in front of their three and a half million followers. So this app is basically like Instagram, but the only person who's allowed to post is Jeremy Renner. And the only thing you're allowed to do is give him money. <laughs> the Jeremy Renner app was a laughingstock and everyone on the internet delighted in shitting all over him and his app. But there was one singular moment that broke the Jeremy Renner app. It all started when Jeremy Renner posted this. Hope you have a rockin' weekend. Most of Jeremy's fans agreed they were going to have a rockin' weekend. But one comment stood out. A comment that changed everything. The first thing I saw was a post where Jeremy Renner said, I hope you have a rockin' weekend. And I replied and, and told him, uh, yeah, I'm going to be looking at some porno on my computer. We tracked down the man who left that fateful porno-themed comment. Hey, uh, I'm Stefan Heck. I'm a podcaster, comedy writer, Twitch streamer, and I destroyed Jeremy Renner's personal vanity app. And I'm kind of sorry. Stefan Heck was no Jeremy Renner fan. So he's just like a very corny, generic guy, which is not like a crime. But I think for someone that boring and like milk toast to have like a personalized vanity app is so insane uh, that I just like couldn't resist. Clearly, Stefan Heck was an enemy of the Jeremy Renner app state and the alleged totalitarian propaganda machine wouldn't stand for his brazen porno comments. I actually got banned at that point. Uh, I guess I had gotten banned over the weekend. Stefan didn't take kindly to being silenced. He doubled down and decided to make a righteous point. And so I registered a new account called Jeremy Renner Porno Truth. And I just posted one reply, a quote from uh, Ai Weiwei, a Chinese dissident artist. Without freedom of speech, there is no modern world, just a barbaric one. Something to ponder given the recent wave of bannings on here. Uh, and then I was banned within like two minutes. So the Jeremy Renner app living room did not welcome sex positivity or visionary Chinese art. Ironically, being banned by the app actually meant Stefan Heck and Jeremy Renner fans had a lot in common. They were both censored. Like this user who co-founded the Barton Up movement. Blocking people for such simple personal opinions to create the illusion of a happy community is wrong. He will not be truly worthy of Clint's bow in my eyes until he addresses what happened. <laughs> not that he cares. So Stefan Heck posted a controversial comment on the app, 
but the app was already riddled with controversy. Why is he so sure that he destroyed the Jeremy Renner app? Because Stefan Heck, the porno truth trailblazer, proudly shared his story on Twitter. And we kind of thought, well, we'll get some like screen grabs out of this, post it on Twitter, get a few retweets, and that's that. Um, and that was not that. It went viral. So viral that he inspired other internet comedians to join in the fun. Stefan Heck was a digital Paul Revere, rallying the trolls with his porno-themed cry. As Twitter user Nicole Boyce put it, I feel like once it got to Twitter, then it was like, forget about it. Like, this isn't a wholesome place anymore. So more non-Jeremy Renner fans started using the app. And they weren't just making accounts under their own names. Allegedly, the app lacked a strong identity verification system. There was no limit to what you could name yourself. App user Taylor Farish took advantage of that. I did end up changing my username to Jer's G. Brangler. So that's kind of what I was known as um, in the space. And so did other Renner fans. They had named themselves Jeremy Renner's Swedish dog. And under every post, they would comment, uh, Bajark. But it wasn't just cheeky nom de plumes and Swedish puns. People exploited this feature to impersonate celebrities. That's called catfishing. Take it from me, someone who role-played as Paris Hilton in early 2000s chat rooms before the term catfish existed. The catfishing started out harmless, like one user impersonating NYPD Blue actor Dennis Franz. They posted a Dennis Franz headshot with this caption. A nice, candid shot of me on the set of my show, NYPD Blue. Signed, Dennis Franz from NYPD Blue. A Dennis Franz catfish is innocuous enough. But why impersonate him out of all the celebrities in the world? To find out, we track down another Jeremy Renner app celebrity impersonator. Hey, I'm Gabe Delahaye, and I'm a writer, and I trolled the Jeremy Renner app. Gabe decided to impersonate an underrated stage and screen sexagenarian. And then I was like, well, who is a funny celebrity to impersonate? And I'll be honest, I just, the best I could come up with was Richard Kind. While his choice to catfish as Richard Kind was somewhat random, the character backstory he invented was extremely elaborate. So I figured, well, Richard Kind, beloved character actor, might want to get on the app, doesn't have Renner's number, met him at a couple of industry events, figures like this is a way to get in touch with Jeremy because if he can do it, if he can cross over from acting to music, then maybe he'd have some advice for me. Delahaye invented a fictional power dynamic between Richard Kind and Jeremy Renner, where they knew each other, but not well enough to communicate privately. Delahaye as Richard Kind commented on various posts, begging Jeremy to help jumpstart his music career. Jerry, it's me, Richard. I want to talk to you about getting into music. Please get in touch. Please get in touch whenever is good for you. No rush, we are both very busy. You even more so, judging by the app, haha. But I do want to pick your brain about music, so do get in touch. As far as catfishing goes, that sounds quite respectful. As respectful as me at age 11, sharing photos of Paris Hilton's birthday party with the caption, bad pick of me, haha. Delahaye's catfish, Richard Kind, was respectfully aware of Jeremy Renner's busy schedule. He even said, no rush. 
But listen to what happened the next time Delahaye tried to log into the app. By the next morning, I already was not allowed to comment anymore. I was still on it and I could still go through it and, and I would keep trying to comment. I don't know why I wanted to do more, but I would keep trying to comment and it just would say like an error happened. Other fans raised suspicions about mysterious error messages before. According to our research, that means someone on the app had to have flagged Richard Kind asking for music advice as a guideline violation and the moderators shadow banned Gabe's account. Catching a Richard Kind catfish in less than 24 hours is an impressive accomplishment for any militaristic surveillance operation. I haven't seen something as inoffensive as Richard Kind getting banned since China banned Winnie the Pooh so people would stop comparing him to President Xi. But it makes sense considering just how many impersonators there were. Remember, it wasn't just trolls impersonating celebrities, but allegedly Escapex employees impersonating happy fans. The Jeremy Renner app basically devolved into an eyes wide shut masquerade ball. But instead of sexy Venetian masks, strangers were disguised as Dennis Franz and Richard Kind. If only it stayed that sexy. Soon, the impersonators infiltrating the app became more distasteful and escalated the fight to a dangerous place. One person with the username The Lady Killer posted a photo of OJ Simpson with the caption, Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. I see that an account named Jar Jar Binks responded with a star emoji and the words, Mr. Jar Jar Binks. While I, Caroline, do stand Jar Jar Binks, I'm beyond offended that someone used his innocent words to endorse O.J. Simpson in any way. And Jar Jar Binks is far from the most stomach-churning impersonation that lived on the app. The trolls began to invade and occupy even the most innocent corners of the app. On that sweet video Renner posted of a deer, a user named Charles Manson responded, Lyme disease is a serious issue. Why would a murderous cult leader comment about the seriousness of an autoimmune disease? It gets worse. On that joyful photo of Jeremy Renner playing double-decker chicken pool volleyball, one sick troll commented under the handle Jeffrey Epstein. Jeremiah, please fuck my brains out. A wholesome photo like that should be off limits. That troll basically committed a war crime. And Jeremiah isn't even Jeremy Renner's full name. But perhaps the most problematic impersonation was of Casey Anthony. I couldn't remember who Casey Anthony was. Thankfully, the leader of the troll, Stefan Heck, could. Casey Anthony is the Florida woman who was charged with killing her daughter and then was found not guilty. Obviously, this is not a video podcast. So people can't see the face I'm doing, but I'm doing a face after I say not guilty. So Casey Anthony was the second acquitted murderer to be impersonated on the Jeremy Renner app. And that troll launched a critical hit. A photo of Casey Anthony and her daughter with this caption. Candid photo time. Hey, Jeremy Renner, I am your biggest fan. So was my kid. Hope you see this. That is unquestionably disrespectful and in poor taste. The trolls took a cheap shot. The comment section of the Casey Anthony post became a major battleground. One user, called JR has toned arms but a normal body, commented this. 
Children are our future, but also our past. <laughs> Makes you think. What does it make you think? This was obviously meant to sow chaos and confusion in an already war-torn app. Other users pretended to be Alan Dershowitz. That's the lawyer who has defended Harvey Weinstein, Donald Trump, Jeffrey Epstein, and O.J. Simpson. To be clear, not the fake ones on the Jeremy Renner app, the real ones. Some even pretended to be Richard Gere. That's right, famous Buddhist actor Richard Tiffany Gere was collateral damage in their sick game. I love some good old-fashioned internet humor as much as the next person, but this is downright wrong. Is this when Jeremy Renner decided to shut down his app? Unfortunately, the battle was far from over. Who's the one person you shouldn't be able to impersonate on the Jeremy Renner app? The thinking man's Harrison Ford, Richard Gere? Jeremy Renner himself. Trolls moved on from impersonating beloved character actors and acquitted murderers to impersonating Jeremy Lee Renner, the dude from Modesto, the house flipper with the Midas touch, the nomad with the it factor. Jeremy Renner was no longer safe on his own app. For example, on the Casey Anthony Catfish post, a possibly fake Jeremy Renner commented, Star emoji. Does that mean the real Renner mistook fake Casey Anthony for a fan? Or does it mean a troll was impersonating Jeremy Renner? It was impossible for users to tell the difference because the account used the exact same profile picture as the actual Jeremy Renner account. And since the app had zero verification system, Jeremy Renner's actual account was indistinguishable from the hordes of what may or may not have been fake Jeremy Renners. And these Jeremy Renner accounts didn't just comment emojis. Another person who may or may not have been Jeremy Renner commented this. To everyone criticizing my app because Casey Anthony has created an account and is posting on the fan page, spare me your tears. This is an all-inclusive app. If you don't like it, you are free to leave. This is inflammatory. They're making it seem like someone who may or may not be Jeremy Renner supports Casey Anthony. First, they slander Jar Jar Binks. Now this. The impersonations didn't stop there. I am Jeremy Renner. Are there any crack cocaine dealers in the Los Angeles metropolitan area? I am Jeremy Renner. Why would Jeremy Renner repeatedly declare his own identity, let alone ask for a plug for crack cocaine? He wouldn't. These are obviously defamatory comments that are the exact opposite of what the Jeremy Renner app was supposed to be. Taylor Farish watched the situation spiral. Once that fake Jeremy Renner account got deleted, someone made a Raramie Jenner account, which was basically just role-playing as Jeremy Renner's tether. And from there, it really just, it spiraled out of control. They were mocking him. It was cruel. It was tasteless. One account called Italian Jeremy Renner had a profile photo of Jeremy Renner, but with a little Italian mustache and soul patch, which isn't even distinctly Italian. He posted a picture of a big bowl of spaghetti with this caption. Mamma mia, first I make of the Avengers, then I eat of the rigatoni. It wasn't even a picture of rigatoni. 
These trolls had invaded the Jeremy Renner app, ignorant to the many struggles Renner fans had already endured, and they all but laughed at their pain. But that's not the end of the story. The fans decided to fight back and heroically defend their home turf. It had come down to this, fans versus trolls. The fans last stand. The Battle of the Trolls. We'll be right back. Making a true crime podcast about Jeremy Renner is a time-consuming undertaking. When it comes to food, Sarah and I are always looking for ways to save time, save money, and eat well. And thankfully, we have Green Chef to help. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy to follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. Recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. The variety is straight up amazing. Meal plans include vegan, vegetarian, paleo, and keto. And you can switch up your meal plan whenever you're ready to try a new way to eat. With Green Chef's wide variety of high quality clean ingredients, you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. I personally did a dairy-free keto box and everything was so easy and amazing. The box came right to my door and before I knew it, I was cooking up a storm. It saved me time and money. And straight up, now I know how to make turmeric chicken with cauliflower rice. You can go to greenchef.com slash Renner80 and use code Renner80 to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Again, that's greenchef.com slash Renner80 and use code Renner80 for $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Hi, I'm Ben Esler. You might know me as the actor who plays Jeremy Renner on The Renner Files. You might think an amateur, unauthorized investigative podcast about the Jeremy Renner app makes itself, but that's not the case. It required hundreds of hours of research, interviews, editing, and sifting through catfish celebrity accounts on the Jeremy Renner app. Sarah and Caroline had to renter the Matrix and gave time, money, bodies, and souls to make this passion project a reality. If you're enjoying this podcast and you'd like to support the hard work of its creators, visit therennerfiles.com slash donate. You can choose how much you'd like to donate and make your payment securely. Any amount is appreciated. If Jeremy Renner can help Richard Kind with his fictional music career, you can do this. Again, that's therennerfiles.com slash donate. The app was a boondoggle of lies, deceit, manipulation, and impersonators. It was impossible to tell what was real and what was fake, like those cell phone towers that look like palm trees. The Jeremy Renner fans had already weathered technological malfunctions and being uninvited from the Avengers set. They weren't going to let internet trolls take them down, so they formed a digital militia. They would immediately swarm any troll posts with pro-Jeremy comments. Their weapons? 
were homemade memes. Like this picture of a beautiful bridge in a tranquil forest. But it's emblazoned with a direct and unwavering order. If you are a troll, move on. Find the underside of a bridge and go scare some billy goats. The photo is very blurry, and the text contains at least three separate fonts. Cries of vengeance like this started to outweigh actual positive posts about Jeremy. It got so out of hand that even Escapex's alleged propaganda machine couldn't cover it up. This next fan post is an image of Jeremy Renner in his Hurt Locker bombsuit with his gun cocked directly at the viewer. It's another homemade meme with the battle cry, Me when I see a troll on the Jeremy Renner app. And the caption, No troll zone, keep moving. But the trolls did not keep moving. They continued to trespass in the no troll zone. In the fog of war, sometimes it was hard to tell who was on what side. Like this post of an unimpressed animatronic Chuck E. Cheese. My face when I find a troll in the Jeremy Runner app. Hashtag true fan, hashtag loyal fan, hashtag Jeremy Renner, hashtag Jeremy forever, hashtag I believe Jeremy Renner is my real dad. Hashtag I believe Jeremy Renner is my real dad? Is that a fan confused about his own paternity? Or is it a troll? Had they become one and the same? Trolls were trolling the fans. Fans were trolling the trolls. Happy Wednesdays were a distant memory. Now, there were only sad Wednesdays. No matter how hard the Jeremy fans fought, it was already a lost cause. They couldn't save their sacred space. And in the battle of the trolls, there were no winners. But one question remains. While all of this was going on, where was Jeremy Renner? Was he recording music in his home studio at Camp Renner, Nevada, or jostling his kidneys in a Mexican off-road race? One thing's for sure. Wherever he was, he was offline. Jeremy Renner was known for playing heroes like Hawkeye in The Avengers and What's-His-Name in The Hurt Locker. But this was no movie set. This was the internet. Even a fearless maverick with multiple homes, a music career, and 85 motorcycles can't conquer the internet. On September 4th, 2019, Jeremy Renner waved the metaphorical white flag. He posted the announcement across his social platforms. He had decided to shut down the app. When we started this project, Jeremy Renner's statement read like gibberish. But now, it makes so much sense. The app has jumped the shark. Literally. Well, that part still doesn't make sense. The only person in history who ever literally jumped the shark was Fonzie on Happy Days. Due to clever individuals that were able to manipulate ways to impersonate me and others within the app. Those clever individuals were trolls who weaponized the internet for their own amusement. Jeremy Renner fell victim to the powerful force of ironic internet comedy. Jeremy Renner may not have understood the internet, but the internet understood him. I wouldn't be surprised if I myself know more about the Jeremy Renner app than Jeremy Renner knows. I have asked EscapeX, the company that runs this app, to shut it down immediately. EscapeX promised Jeremy Renner a private social media mansion. But what they built didn't 
pass inspection. And refund anyone who has purchased any stars over the last 90 days. We learned that Jeremy Renner stars, like any currency, have the power to unite or divide us. We also learned that each Jeremy Renner star is worth less than one penny. To all the super fans who have supported me with your words or encouragement, amazing art, stories, and time shared on the app, a genuine thank you. And I hope to see you on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. We learned that Jeremy Renner's super fans like Mary would support him in any endeavor, no matter how questionable. From the minute that the app was launched, I just had a bad feeling about it. And so did the other people that were on my forum. I mean, we're gonna buy it, we're gonna use it, but is it a good idea? We learned that being fearless and extra can lead to lucrative side hustles that some people will understand. I do like his music a lot. And I liked it even more than I thought I would. And some people, like Stefan Heck, won't. I think he's like the corniest man alive. His music is like just extremely shitty butt rock. And he's just like super generic. Like people can like what they like, but that shit really sucks. The Jeremy Renner app was much more than an app. It was a revealing glimpse into the psychology of a fascinating man. We learned so much about Jer Bear. You know, people think he's just kind of a tough guy and he should only be making action movies. They don't understand that he's really nothing like they think he is. But we didn't just learn about Jer Bear. We also learned about ourselves, Care Bear and Sarah Bear. I can kind of relate to him in that way, that I'm kind of, people assume something, things about who I am and my personality that isn't really the case because they haven't gotten to know me. Mare Bear is describing Jer Bear, but it feels like she's describing us. Many people assume that because we're amateur investigative journalists, that reporting this story hasn't affected us emotionally. When really, this investigation has irrevocably changed both of our lives. A few months ago, we knew nothing about Jeremy Renner. We probably thought about him two, three times tops in our entire lives. But now we can't even do simple things like apply makeup eat onion rings, or send a coworker a picture of our genitals without thinking of Jeremy Renner and contemplating the meaning of his existence. What was supposed to be a place for fans to connect with each other is turned into a place that is everything I detest and can't or won't condone. My sincere apologies for this to have not turned out the way it was intended. The app didn't turn out the way Jeremy Renner intended, but he did create a community. The mere existence of the Jeremy Renner app inspired artists like us, comedians like Jamie Loftus and Stefan Heck, internet connoisseurs like Taylor Farish and Nicole Boyce, and journalists like Kate Nibbs. The Jeremy Renner app connected all these people who would have otherwise never met. It brought us together and bonded us for life. Jeremy may detest and can't or won't condone us, but he can never deny the power of our bond. We may have left some questions unanswered. We may have confused things even more. But in the end, we did what Jeremy Renner would have wanted us to do. We created an unexpected side project no one asked for. This is The Renner Files. The Renner Files is written and narrated by Caroline Goldfarb and Sarah Ramos. It was edited by Emu Zoo and mixed by Adrian Lilly. 
It was produced by Sarah Ramos and Emu Zhu, with original music by Evan Gordon. Thanks to Ben Essler, who plays the role of Jeremy Renner throughout this series. Thanks to Dan Milstein, Raviv Ullman, Hallie Pfeiffer, David Gelb, Katie Felber, and Jeff Stern for additional voice acting. And special thanks to Gabe Delahaye, Stefan Heck, Mary Zeller, Taylor Farish, Kate Nibbs, and for speaking with us.